0: My name's Red, and I want to tell you about Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. No more than These fools worship Transformers.
1: Decepticons,
0: transform and rise up.
2: Calling out of us! Calling out of us! This is a battle protocol! robots with emotions robots can die Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fan holes, Transformers Tuesdays. Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, and I'm joined by two of my fellow Fan Holes. Why don't you give a shout out, guys, and let everybody know who's here tonight.
0: Hey, it's Mike Thunderwing. Hey, this is Tony, Chainclaw. I'm really happy I found somebody who's even more useless than me on this show.
2: Uh, Blades, you want to fill us in on your beeping buddy? Bumblebee is part of Optimus Prime's team.
1: He's a legendary scout and soldier and... How do you do? I'm Bumblebee. No, I mean, you're Bumblebee. I'm... Blades. Blades. It's truly an honor.
2: So we are discussing a Transformers cartoon tonight. I remember originally I was saving this as like some kind of vicious, vindictive dare like to give Tony when we did like... Some kind of TV dare or something like that. I wanted, I desperately wanted somebody to watch this show because I think even within the Transformers community, the fan community, not a lot of people watch this TV show. And I did watch the TV show and it is Transformers rescue bots. That's what we're going to be discussing tonight. A very specific episode. I thought I'd try to cut the guys a break and give them some kind of tie to something that would be familiar that they would already know so i picked the 18th episode which is titled bumblebee to the rescue and this features the bumblebee from the transformers prime continuity but i guess what i was getting at is for the most part a lot of the transformers fan community don't seem to be that into watching the show i remember when it first came on i was kind of like hey is anybody watching this and mostly i kind of got crickets and the reason why i was watching it is. I was just fascinated with the fact that it is children's programming. It's done in a traditional animation type style for the most part. You know, it's, it looks 2d, you know, it doesn't look CGI or anything like that. And also it's, it's kind of like watching, you know, a car wreck or something like you just I you know, I remember there was an episode with floating lobsters and they decided to call them flobsters. And I think that was the first episode I saw. And I was just hideously fascinated by like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like there are floating lobsters and they call them lobsters like it was just crazy lobsters must have ingested the flodium i had no idea it was effective on living
1: tissue (laughs) this is even better than my spray on pants
0: but the flodium will lose potency right doc peter out the way helium does
1: the flodium was designed to last through the parade plus the time for everyone to take their balloons home divided by the half-life of the
0: helium atom Two days. Two days? We're going to have lobsters? Uh, flobsters, Dad. Flobsters flying around Griffin Rock for two days? Precisely! So I, I
2: just thought it'd be fun to discuss the show a little bit with folks that really had never seen it before and kind of get their impressions and opinions of the show. If you're not familiar with the show Rescue Bots, it does kind of take place in the Transformers Prime universe. It's kind of like when you watch like Crypto the Superdog on Cartoon Network. It's it's vaguely associated with Superman the Animated Series, but it's kind of its own little wacky funny thing where, you know, Ace the Bat-Hound shows up and it is supposed to be the same Ace from bat Batman the animated series but he's wearing like a cape and a cowl and they team up and have adventures and all that kind of stuff and so similar to this basically Optimus Prime has this distress call from four members of the Autobots and they're a member of this rescue force team hence the title Rescue Bots and it ends up going to the planet Earth and they land on this little island called Griffith Rock which I assume is supposed to be akin to like Hawaii or something it's this kind of you know, tight-knit little community, but it's on an island. And, you know, according to the the Wikipedia entry, it's near Maine. And basically Optimus Prime is saying, all right, you guys are going to hang out on Earth. You're going to learn the ways and the customs of humanity. and But also, you know, something that, you know, maybe isn't in all forms of Transformers Entertainment you know, you're strictly supposed to be undercover. So, you know, besides this human family who you're interacting with and learning from, you know, nobody else is going to be aware that you are Transformers and aliens from another planet. And the way they kind of get around that is they're basically hosted by a family called the Burns family. And <laughs> the Burns family basically like it, it's almost like a family run business But they they seem to be all forms of sort of local law and fire and, you know, basically any any kind of rescue enforcement type things. So you've got like the chief of police, which is Charlie Burns, and he's the father. And then, you know, you've got Cody Burns, which is like the young kid who, you know, may one day inherit the family business. But for right now, he's basically, you know, all the Autobots on the show's best friend. He's kind of like the Spike Witwicky of the show or the Buster Witwicky of the show. And then he's got a series of sisters and brothers and like you've got Cade who's the older brother he's a firefighter he's kind of like the dick character you know it's kind of like the guy gardener of the family or whatever and he's he's kind of has a strong opinion of himself you've got Danny who's a rescue helicopter pilot and, you know, she's more, you know, like she's more into flying and everything. And, you know, she kind of gets along with most of the family. And then you've got Graham, who's like probably like the, the middle brother or the, you know, he's he's also Cody's older brother, but he's more of the kind of smart Donatello type. You know, they kind of describe him as a construction engineer. And so the way all the family members are paired up with the various Autobots sort of informs what the Autobots transform into. So since the father is a police chief, he's sort of paired up with this Autobot named Chase, uh, you know, the rescue bot, and basically he turns into a police car. And, you know, Chase is very much a by-the-book law enforcement guy, so they, they pair up nicely. You know, the the older brother Cade that's a firefighter he of course is paired up with Heatwave who turns into a fire engine and then you know Danny who is a rescue pilot you know and she loves flying she's teamed up with Blades who turns into a helicopter and then you know Graham since he's a construction engineer he's teamed up with the Autobot Boulder who turns into a bulldozer so that's that's basically the the basic setup of the series, and then the actual episode, like I said, that we were all specifically gonna be talking about tonight is called Bumblebee to the Rescue," which basically brings Bumblebee in as a guest star. I mean it's not exactly spoilers, it's in the damn title and and he's from you know Transformers prime and you know obviously they established right from the first episode that you know Optimus Prime is in communications with these folks. And the basic premise just cribbed from descriptions on the Internet. The rescue bots and the Burns family are in the middle of investigating this meteor that landed on a different island. And so Bumblebee ends up coming on the scene because he also noticed the meteor. So that's how they end up teaming up. And then Prime basically is kind of like, you know, what are you doing there, Bumblebee? Why are you disobeying my orders? You know, and he's like, only the facts. Just the facts, you know, and stuff like that. He's he's also angry and stuff that Bumblebee showed up. But once he's there, it's kind of like, OK, you might as well help these other cats out and everything. And so the Autobots destroy the meteor that that landed and everything. So it doesn't hurt anybody in the town or on the island or anything like that. But then it's kind of like these little, you know, they get infected, basically, because they had such close proximity to this meteor. And it doesn't really hurt humans But as far as transforming Cybertronian forms of life, it basically, you know, makes them transform into their vehicle modes. And eventually they stop talking and can't do anything. So it's almost like they default into Chase turns into a police car. He stays a police car, you know, and and there's that awkward moment where, you know, the, the human partners are so used to the Transformers actually driving for them that they're like wait i gotta step on the gas now like i actually have to drive this this person that's kind of you know a living thinking creature so it it was kind of you know disconcerting to them and everything like that
0: anytime you're ready partner i am sorry to report chief that i am unable to move myself vehicularly in any direction perhaps if you put your foot on my gas pedal And then,
2: you know, eventually, of course, it's a kid's show, so it's resolved and wrapped up pretty quickly, you know, and and basically there's a, you know, they get a sample of the meteor, and, and they end up creating an antidote, because Blades and Bumblebee are the ones that were not close by to the meteor, and so they get this antidote, and they end up reversing the effect, you know, sort of right before it infects them, and then, you know, of course, then everybody can sort of cure everybody else I guess I just open it up to Mike and Tony I'm just curious you know like what what were your first impressions of the show and, and you know what did you think of it I guess I'll, I'll open it up to Tony first and just see what, what he thought
0: I'm glad you did because I was going to tell Mike to shut up because Bumblebee is the best thing ever the pleasure's ours welcome to the team Mr. B if you watch this episode you will learn that <laughs> Blades, well, Blades
2: Blade <laughs> certainly seems to think so. Like Man. Blades is basically in in awe of you know the Transformers Prime Bumblebee, much in the same way that you know Swerve is in awe of Blur. You know, like it's like he's he's his hero basically. And so there there's kind of that sad moment. You know, Blades Blades is a character that you know is an Autobot in the Generation One universe. And, you know, all I can think of when I watch this cartoon is the blades from the the generation two comic book from Marvel, where he's like gritty and like blowing holes in people and all angry and shit. And then and then and then you watch this and the blades in this show, he's like that. Skinny boyfriend that a girl gets because they know they can beat them up. Like he's, he's very much a pushover, you know. Like he's he's very timid, he's very nervous. He's a helicopter, much like the aerial bots. That's afraid of being in the air, you know. Like there there's all these kind of little character arcs that these characters have, and and they're very atypical characters. You know, it's it's definitely for a. a, a child, you know, viewer, you know, it's like they don't try to make them too complex. So they all have very specific archetypes, you know, Chase is very, you know, strict, by the book, you know, I follow the rules, you know, like it, in there's a scene where they're doing like Simon says because, you know, they all have to pretend To be, I I guess the cover in uh, you know when they're working with the human family is the human family. Cody and the Burns family they know they're aliens from another planet, but everybody else in the town thinks they're just these highly sophisticated rescue robots that were you know granted to the local police precinct slash firehouse, like what you know basically whatever it is. You know, well, this weird it, amalgamation.
0: It, it happens, it, and, and it happens so, in my town all the time. We get robots all the time.
1: You will be ambassadors to the people of this planet. The first Autobots to live with a human family, study their customs, obey their rules.
2: You know, that's the cover story, I guess. And and so, like, with the character Chase, they're playing this game, Simon Says, because they're like, well, how do we fool human beings? And the, the young kid is like, well, you just got to, you know, Treat it like a game. You know, you can't act like you normally would where you get, you know, fascinated by every little bit of Earth culture. And, and you know, the the kid's playing a game where he's like, Simon says, turn right. Simon says, get on, you know, one leg. Simon says, put your hand on your head. And then he's like, okay, everybody drop and give me 20 push-ups. And Chase is the only one who doesn't do it. And then he's like, Simon did not authorize that transaction. You know, and it's like he's a very by the book type guy. <laughs> an um, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and and then, you know, Heatwave, of course, he's a fire truck and he's voiced by Steve Bloom, who, you know, does Wolverine and all these kind of you know rebel type characters and even though he's probably the de facto leader of this rescue team he's he's very much he's got something to prove you know it's very much like optimus i'd be happy to be part of your team and you know optimus is like um thank you so we don't want stupid ass.
0: i'm (laughs) sure you would i'm sure you would love that I'm sure you'd love it, but we
2: don't need any Fisher-Price Autobots on my team. You know, like, that's, that's kind of the response he gets. But, you know, they, you know, they all have these kind of different personalities. And, of course, Boulder is kind of a knockoff of... Uh, Bulkhead? Yeah, Bulkhead. You know, he's, he's kind of like this big, goofy, dumb, but lovable, has a heart of gold kind of, you know, huge Autobot. But instead of turning into, like, I guess a Jeep or whatever it is that um, Bulkhead turns into, he turns into this construction vehicle so i mean they all have very very specific archetypes he is
0: he is green though so
2: give him that you know
0: yeah he is green um i i think that's what i said earlier when i said like you know i'm the most useless person on this podcast i was picking fun of myself but also i was i was referencing blades because i love blades but the protective bots are one of my favorite like little combiner subgroups in g1 and blades is kind of a psychopath. He likes street fighting. He likes cutting his enemies down with his helicopter blades. And I was watching this, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy is so fucking useless. And it's like, if there's like a tagline for this, it's like, My Little Pony: Friendship is Magic. Rescue bots, helping is dumb. You
2: know? Well, I mean, I mean, they're trying to make this very simplistic character arc, which is, you know, blades is starstruck by Bumblebee, and then because he's so nervous. He he becomes incapable of doing his own job almost. and And a lot of the times, you know, Bumblebee's saving him in the episode. So you have this like scene where, you know, he's basically like, you know, Bumblebee's like doing his beeps and boops and nonsense. Yeah. And then Danny's like, well, what did he say? And and he's all disappointed. He says, some days you're the one doing the rescuing, and other days you're the one getting rescued. <laughs> and he feels like a total douche because he's the one getting bailed out, and, cause he, and he thinks my function is to be you know, a rescue bot, but I'm the one getting <laughs> rescued. But by the end of it, it, the tables are turned. He has a complete arc. He's the one who saves Bumblebee at the end of the yeah. episode. You know, so so it's simplistic, but, I mean, it it gets the job done and the point across.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I understand it's a kid's show, and I understand it's not aimed to a 30-something-year-old man. I mean, I totally get that. But at the same time, we were asked to watch this, and and I understand why you thought this would be a dare, because if you're not, I would say this is probably good for six and under. If you're an adult, you're not going to get a whole lot out of it. It's very moral. It gives you, like, good morals, you know, like a good lesson for the day. But it, it's also not incredibly entertaining. You're not going to see Autobots and Decepticons fighting. You're going to you're going to see people rescuing things
2: i don't i can you can you observe like the humor and the simplicity of the story like can you find entertainment in that like because I, I i sit there and watch it and go come on like why is there a fucking it's like why would bumblebee jump up on a tree branch it's like of course the tree branch should break but it doesn't you know or like you know i i don't know like the fact that like heat waves like prime you're the man i want to sign up with your outfit I, I felt like he was like bill paxton where he's like get me out of this chicken shit outfit optimus prime you know like i no, 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 I, I kinda took I, I I guess I see the humor and stuff like uh, that. Who's the
0: Dick Burns family member? Optimus is aware of your presence here, is he not? Ah. He says not
2: exactly. Thanks. I got that one. That is Cade.
0: He's I, the the firefighter. I actually thought he was kinda funny because well, he's a dick and he's like, you know, like as soon as he land there, like, you know, you're just like you know, well, what are we doing here? Seems like a waste of time. You know, what the fuck? You know, it's just, you know, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm down with that. You know, it's, I like asshole characters, especially on something where I'm, I'm trying to enjoy it. We, we've kept Mike pretty quiet, dude. I, I know you watched it, man. What do you think?
1: Eh, you know, pretty much what Derek said. I mean, and you said, I mean, it, it's for kids. I mean. And it it does its job. I mean, there's nothing like super like special or anything, you know, about it really. I mean, I kind of wish I don't know. Maybe it was more like Superhero Squad, where it, like it had some jokes in it for like you know. Oh okay. Like older viewers and stuff, or or like references, but you know, it, I guess that's too complicated. So, but
0: um, I, I
2: don't know. I guess I guess you know, you're just taking it as a simple slice with one episode. I don't know if the jokes. Are references per se. I know in the in the I think in the first episode there's there is kind of like a weird reference to like older combined... or it, it's like a there's a no I think there's like a dinosaur or something and it either looks like Grimlock or Trypticon or something like and it's not supposed to be but it's like a nod to that so I, I think there's some elements of that like and and there's some humor to it I mean obviously fucking flobsters you know like there's <laughs> yeah. th- there's some humor to it but I, I i guess you know just taking that this little
0: you, you, know, you, you like dig this yeah
2: yeah i mean you know i i just kind of i i get amused because it's like levar burton is this wacky kind of doc brown scientist or whatever and and he has a little daughter who's friends with the the lead character cody so like there's that kind of nutty professor Aspect to some of the stuff that goes on in the town or like the mayor is a total goof where he's always losing his hairpiece and stuff like that. So there's 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 kind of kiddie, you know, superhero squad esque humor. I don't know how much in jokes and references for the adults there are, though, so I can see what your point is with that.
1: I I did like how Optimus Prime seemed to like treat Heatwave and by extension the rest of them with like some kind of measure of disdain it seemed like. He was like, you know, I want to join your team and Optimus was like Thank you for your interest, you know, Heatwave, but fuck no. It's like,
2: it's, it's like the Optimus Prime form letter. It's like, thank you for your interest, we are not hiring at this time.
0: But we have your number and we'll call you as soon as something comes we'll open.
2: Totally, we'll totally call you if we haven't opened
0: <laughs> you, you, you kind of feel bad for them because they all, they all are fucking rejects, they really are.
2: Well, but, I mean, think about it. It's like I, if, I, if you were them, like, yeah, they're designed to rescue folks and all that other stuff, but there, there is really the, – the conflict is very Super Friends 1973 conflict. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You have some absent-minded folks that maybe do something absent-mindedly and they solve a problem, you know, like maybe the mayor's a, a, a goofball or, you know, some scientist accidentally sets off – balloons that like eat people or something and it's like they didn't intend to do it but it just happened and you know but there's real there's there's no real conflict in terms of there, there's nobody in there that's evil there's no megatron there's no yeah, yeah. there's no septicon you know evil stuff going on it, it's just very kind of it, it's like you know, it's
0: like where i can watch of my like beast machines and i mean like so they're not going to let them have guns this is aimed at teenagers they're not going to let them have guns and shoot each other with this, I'm like, okay, having guns would be really fucking annoying because they're supposed to be, yeah, like, like I said, they're supposed to be, like, teaching lessons and, like, we're going to save the day and they're, they're rescue bots. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's it, I don't, I mean, uh, I don't know if I got the lightheartedness as much as I got the, like you said, the Super Friends thing is, like, we're going to teach you a lesson. This is how good people act and, you know, just do that and it'll, it'll be all good, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, sometimes just there's, to me, there's inherent humor in that. Because I doesn't mean I, you know, it, it's like I can poke fun at it and kind of go, oh, this is kind of a funny lesson to teach kids or whatever, you know, like I, like I always do with all that kind of stuff, whether it's in you know history of comics on film or whatever. Like like I said, it's it's kind of like watching this crazy road wreck of stuff where you go, this is this is Transformers really? Like I I need to just sit down and like absorb this because of how (laughs) funny it is you know to me like so that's that's kind of how i watch it to me it's like it's like i'm like wait at the end of the episode like cody gets the Raphael superpower where he's like dude i understand the bleeps and bloops and all that other stuff and it's like how did that happen like nobody knows it's like i just understand them now you know and at the beginning of the episode everybody's like what what's bumblebee saying and all the transformers had to translate you know like oh these beeps mean this or whatever but then by the end of it cody's like oh i got you bumblebee says that it's time for you know fisher price robot to step off and stop asking the Optimus prime for a job because all those <laughs> positions are filled bitch or whatever you know whatever he was translating do, do
0: you so, think like yeah. the nostalgia kind of like helps you with that Derek? like since you do the history of comics on film and you watch a lot of these older shows where that that is a that is a reoccurring thing that's why you might be able to appreciate a little bit more than me and Mike, where we're just like, you know, we we I mean, it's not that we you don't watch adult shows. You watch shows that are probably more complex than I watch. But you do watch a lot of shows that are aimed for kids for your other podcast web show.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, to me, it's like it's like watching Santa Claus versus the Martians. You know, it's like that's not an inherently renowned or well thought of film. You know, it's just one of those things where somebody says, what? Like Santa Claus versus the what? And, and you know, you just—it's you, that thing of you—you you turn the channel and you find it. And to me, it was like you turn the channel, and you go, "Oh, this new Transformers, wh- what? Flobsters?" Like it was just like, wait, 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 what? Like you know, and you just have to like—I don't know—it was just one of those things where I was like, "Wait, I gotta, I gotta see how this Flobster thing turns out." Like, not that it's good or great or like this this big, you know, awesome, you know, Emmy winning type show or something.
0: This is happening and I have to watch it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's all. I mean, it's just like one of those things where I'm just utterly fascinated by, like, some of the the simplicity of of the storytelling and and, and the kind of ridiculousness that goes on, because it's not, not, you know, good versus evil. It's kind of like good versus absurd, you know? I was going to say,
1: it seems they were actively trying to not mention,
0: like, the Decepticons or, you know, stuff like that. Like,
1: Optimus just kind of says, those
0: who wish us harm, you know? Yeah, even like with Bumblebee, like, you know, he does the bleeps and bloops and, like, I think it was Blades. They were like, yes, he lost his voice in service, you know, <laughs> like, not in battle or nothing, you know. Okay, can't say they fight, you know. it's was like, he lost his battle doing his duty or in service, you know. It's like, they're very, very sanitized. And you know what? Honestly, that's not a bad thing. I mean, I, I mean, Derek, me and you're older, and, like, you know, I don't have a problem with, like, you know, shows aimed for younger kids, like, not being super sophisticated. There's, like, a certain level where you do want sophistication in a kid's show because it's aimed at, like, Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen-year-olds—you know, like tweens, whatever you want to call them. But if you're a little kid, there, there's nothing wrong with having that innocence, and, that, and you know I can understand that. Do I? Well, yeah,
2: yeah. it might—it might be a nicer gateway than you know a Michael Bay film, or a nicer gateway than even Transformers Prime for you know a certain age range. Because I know, I know, there's lots of young kids where they're like three and four years old, and they think. Transformers are cool, you know, but maybe, you know, maybe this is something you know, watching 26 episodes of this is probably a little more tolerable yeah. than 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 watching Prime rip people's faces <laughs> off or whatever. More
0: mentally healthy, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the only thing that, that I find intolerable, and I'll get into this, too, because it's not all going to be like wine and roses. I'm trying to, you know, kind of play devil's advocate and say what some of the great things about the show are, but there's plenty of ridiculous things about the show, too, you know, first of which, and I've discussed this in the past, and, you know, Justin would get my back on it if he were here, but... I fucking hate the theme song. Like I yeah, can't stand it. You know, cool. it's like it's it's right up there with you know, step into the grand tour and and all these kind of the the, the <laughs> new Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles rap song or whatever. And and this, it's just like you know, <laughs> Optimus Prime says to fuck shit up. <laughs> you know, and that's that's my interpretation of the theme song. But you know, it's basically like. I, I yeah, I can't I mean if I'm gonna if I'm gonna recommend anything, if you do wanna check this out just for shits and giggles and curiosity after you listen to this show you skip like um, a minute
0: ahead so you don't hear the theme song. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah you can definitely well you can listen to the one time but i i would not listen to it like if you watch like all 26 episodes the thing that i was shocked by is i i watched the first season i didn't realize it got picked up it has a second season so there's like eight or nine episodes that i haven't even seen so hey. i was all i was all excited
0: about it i don't know why i just keep getting like really bad flashbacks of like you know it's the grand line get ready for one piece we'll Routine
2: It, it seems to have that vibe of, of, you know, annoying theme song that will not become less annoying as you keep listening to it. You know, it'll just be just as annoying every single time.
0: Well, Mike, as, as like one of the fellow Transformers aficionados, do you like the designs? I, I personally think they're functional. They're they're supposed to be simplistic. They're they're toys for four-year-olds' hands. You know, he's just going to push something together and. Push this down. It's got to be a truck. So I mean, but do you, do you yeah. think they, they they work? Yeah, in in terms of what they're designed to do, yeah, I think they work perfectly. Yeah, I mean, they they actually do have character. I'll get, I mean, you know what? I may not like Blades or this iteration of Blades, you know, the Rescue Bots version, but he does have character. He he. You know, they they actually do have a personality. So I'll give him that. Very you know, like Derek said, very simple archetypes, but. You know who Heatwave is, you know who Chase is, you know who Blaze is, you know who Boulder is, you know. So, I mean, I'll give him that at least. At least I know who these, you know, characters are. I could be, like, not confused, you know. I'm not like, oh, is Hot Shot, Hot Rod, or what the fuck's going on, you know.
2: Yeah, it could be worse, you know. Bendis could be writing it, and then they'd <laughs> all have the same same annoying dialogue from character to character.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much more we could talk about it, but as far as what I've got to say about it, though, if you have kids, and, and that's that's cool, it got picked up for another season. I, I I don't think this is a horrible thing to show kids at all. This is a- yeah. I mean, it, it's totally safe. Like,
2: it's not. I don't see anything objectionable in it whatsoever. I mean, you know, it's like there there might be some goofy stuff. It might not be something that an adult enjoys week after week, <laughs> but I mean, it it definitely would be something that's that's fun for kids and 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 definitely friendly as opposed to you know it's like there's no major violence there's no nudity there's no any 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 of that kind even of even the humor is pg even, pg13 stuff that's in a lot of you know directed yeah, videos Even the stuff humor
0: is there. not adult humor it's not going to like be a sly joke it's it's kitty humor it's funny humor i still look at mike's like avatar though with like his megatron face cuz we just did another episode but the megatron face is it's kind of my face when i watch this <laughs>
2: You're kind of kind of sad. You're kind of crying blood tears.
0: Yeah, I'm just kind of like, whatever. You know, it, it, it wasn't bad. It was not that bad. I mean, it didn't.
2: So I'm I'm gathering like just to, to. It sounds like this is is winding to a close. But just to wrap up, like you know, I guess final thoughts or whatever, would it be safe to say, and I'll ask both you guys this, and I expect the answer will be negative, but would you ever consider watching any more of these? Or is this exposure, have you, are you, you pat yourself on the back and say, I did a job well done. I kind of, I, I, through that for this show, but I'm not going to revisit this at all.
1: No, it's, it's not really for me. And I mean, I didn't even think like crime was for me really. So, I mean, you know,
2: so yeah, so it's not necessarily oh this is kid- show is too kiddy for me. It's just the last couple Transformers shows they've done, whether they were for you know maybe teens and adults or whether it was for kids. You just haven't been feeling it yeah. in general,
1: and not even like age ranges, but like I don't know, like I felt like Prime wasn't like for me in terms of like. How long I've been a fan of the property and whatnot, you know. It just seems like okay.
2: Well, you, did you feel like both those shows are like these shows are more homogenized to a general populace as opposed yeah, to like, or, or yeah, or those may be familiar with the fan. movies or you know,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. There's that's fair. there's a certain demographic, and 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 then that's that's really what it boils down to. This is not my demographic. It's a kid show. I mean, it's like I understand, Eric. You you like silliness, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I I watch fucking adventure time a lot of people say that's silly but you know to me in my mindset this is like watching Teletubbies you know it's like Mm. it's it's totally a kid show I love cartoons I love animation I watch Power Rangers for Christ's sakes whenever you know the old ones like you know come up in conversation but as far as a show I'm going to follow I'm like Mike if this was like superhero squad levels of Funny and like kind of like you know, in jokes that are for adults but not like adult humor, I'd be totally on board. But yeah, this is this is totally like Nick Jr. or Disney kids, you know, kind of thing.
2: All right, cool. All right. So so there you've got some uh, candid and honest opinions on Transformers Rescue Bots and since this is Transformers Tuesdays, like we said, we're trying to cover a wide variety and scope of the Transformers universe and this is an aspect, a rock that had not been unturned by a a lot of folks in the Transformers fandom. So I just thought it'd be fun and interesting to have this little discussion about one episode in particular And, and as far as I'm concerned, I gave you guys, like, probably the easiest episode, you know, because it's through, you know, you're going through, like, stuff you may already know, like Bumblebee, you know, from Prime and stuff like that. So, I, I you know, I could have I given you the flobster episode where all these lobsters are, like, floating around and stuff. Anyway, like, you know, there, there are certain highlights like that. I guess if I had a cheat sheet, I'd be like, you've got to watch the flobster episode. <laughs> But, yeah, so, you know, you didn't have to sit through that. So I, I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to our uh, Transformers Tuesdays. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can send us emails at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. We're on Stitcher Radio, so you can listen to us there, stream the, the podcast directly. And thanks a lot for listening. So until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek W.C., rolling out. Mike Thunderwing.
0: Tony, I made it.
2: <laughs> do you do you understand bleeps and bloops now that we've done this show?
0: Uh, <laughs> all I have to really say is break <speaking> deep <in> blah blah
1: it would have been awesome. funny if, like, when they were saying goodbye to Bumblebee, like, they'd be like, thanks, Bumblebee, see you later. And Bumblebee would be like, beep, 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 And then he'd
0: get shot by Shockwave from behind and <laughs> <would> blow up. <laughs> Or or if he just, like, you know, like, he bleeped through the whole episode, and they're like, bye, Bumblebee, and then real, Will Friedel just, like, his voice came over and just, like, fuck you guys.
2: <laughs> no, that, that's what I was about to say. I was like, instead of that, like, not not fuck you because it's a kid's show, but yeah. Will Friedel should have been like, man, I'm so glad I didn't have to talk to those guys and they didn't realize that I got my voice box back.
0: <laughs> I've been talking for, like, a year now.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it serves
1: as a useful excuse to not talk to stupid people. I didn't want to talk
2: to those Fisher-Price bots.
0: (laughs) Did you see the helicopter his place couldn't keep him up if that was, like, real? What the fuck?
2: Like, I can stand on tree trunks and stuff. (laughs) These guys can't even fucking fly over a volcano without screwing shit
0: up. (laughs) Some days you do the rescuing, some days you suck so much ass, you can't fucking. (laughs) (laughs)